Hi, Cameron. Uh, I, oh, I, I, hi. What? Unless you wanted to say hi first, in which case you can say hi first. Nah, that's okay. I was um, <laughs> drinking my tequila. Yeah, and it, I... it bit back a little harder than I thought it would, and it cut my my sentence off there. What kind of tequila are you drinking? I got hornitos. That sounds fancy. Was it fancy? <laughs> so I'm I'm debating this. It's good. It's very good tequila. Uh, at the grocery store, it costs fifty dollars for a bottle, but it's almost always like half off. Oh wow. So I'm wondering if it's one of those things that isn't $50, and it's just, it's supposed to be $23, you know? Yeah. But hey, like a $23 bottle of something good, like, you can't go wrong. I'm drinking um, Elijah Craig, which is a bourbon. I, Yeah. And that's like a $25 to $27, depending where you're at, and like, it really punches above its weight for like a sub $30 bottle of bourbon. Like, I'll probably just kind of keep buying this, because some of my favorites are going up in price. Like Driftless Glen is like forty dollars a bottle now, and it used to be thirty-five. And it's like, I don't know, this stuff's just as good as that, and it's basically ten bucks cheaper. Yeah, that's the way to do it, though. So this is kind of funny that last night, um, got back from supper with the parents. They they came over to have like another drink with us and just hang out for a little bit. And I was like, well, we're all drinking. I should get the cat high too. So I got his catnip out, and we all got we all got drunk as a family, Cameron. And the cat got silly and he was rolling around and he started biting me really hard because he wanted to play but didn't know how to play and he was being dumb. Though his buzz wore off a lot quicker than the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes with cats sometimes. It just felt like a really funny thought that I was like, well, all of us are getting drunk and stoned or whatever. I might as well get Ripley involved so he can, you know, join in on the party. Today was my dad's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Cameron's dad. And we watched Lord of the Rings, and we had steaks. And uh, he spent, actually, a lot of the day just painting Warhammer minis. Nice. Um, he, he borrows my paints, and so he's set up in a corner, and he just has this table just covered in all these supplies while he like, really slowly works on stuff. And uh, I, I think he had a really good day. That sounds like a fun birthday. Fucking steak, Lord of the Rings, and, and Warhammer. Like, I'm all about all those things. That's the right way to do it, right? I know you uh, You mentioned on the Discord you got him a, a really cool set that he can, like, kind of customize however he wants it. Oh, yeah, just some really basic Space Marines. I, I gave him these Space Marines... And I sent him a video saying, here's all the Space Marine chapters and their lore. And so he can like pick one that he likes and, and kind of care about it. Instead of just painting the miniature. Because like, I think he's actually read a couple Warhammer books by now. And as much fun as it is to paint, it's kind of fun to think about how special your little character is, you know? Yeah. I, I love the idea of... I think, like, the, the the main idea of Warhammer is, like, it's so big that the battle you're having right now on the table is, like, part of Warhammer lore. Like, this could be going on in the Warhammer universe because it's, like, yeah. that, that expansive. And there's something fun about that because it makes you want to, like, really customize. Like, oh, well, these are my guys, so they have to look this way. Like, the box art's cool, but what if I did them with these colors? And what if I based them on this planet? And... I don't know. There's such like a, a a weird role play element to it, even if you're not ever role playing. You know, like it, it's just kind of baked into the process. I do think that's part of the charm. Because even like I know you were doing um the salamanders, right? Which like have a fairly traditional color yes. scheme of like like green and I think gold or yellow. But then you're like, yeah, but I'm going to give him these kind of weapons. I'm going to do a lava floor. Like, you know, you you still, there's a lot of decisions you still get to make. And then you could kind of, you know, how weather do you want the green to be? Are they brand new soldiers or are they been around a while? Like, what, what yeah, shade you know, of green? That was actually the funny part with the salamanders. It was like, I tried so hard to get the green to look nice. And then the bottom half of them is covered in soot. Like, I just went crazy with the black. <laughs> 
And it's like, why did I bother doing these shoe details? I knew I was going to do this. It's funny, though, because I feel like that kind of weathering, like, in wash stage can cover so many mistakes. So I never not want to do it. Yeah. Ooh. All in all, it's been a good week. Did you see all the Warhammer previews today? I have not. I didn't realize there were any. I don't. Yeah, there was like a big day. Um, I'm trying to figure out, though, if any of this stuff is like stuff you even care about. Oh, try me. Actually, yeah, this one here. There was a really cool demon dude that might be up your alley. Who is the demonic entity coming to shake up the 41st? 41st, Wow, talking. Oh, this guy's fucking neat looking. He's got... uh, he he's an album cover. Yeah, he he's he's got a lot going on. Um for the listeners, his he's got he's he's like a really tall lanky demon thing. He looks like he's got hooves. Got a, a hammer, but a lot of him is mechanical. Like his one of his hands is just like this you know, copper and silver claw. He's got wings, but they're very steampunk copper silver. He's got like weird Almost steampunk goggles. I don't actually like his eyes at all. I would definitely paint them differently than this. But as a model, he's very interesting. Oh, then there's you know, a guy I think you're on right. like a wolf. I would do the face. Oh, what? The other one you sent is like a dude on a wolf. He looks like he's um. He looks like he's riding a Zoid. Yeah, I don't know if that's a robot or if it's like a half machine rhino. Like I, I, I don't know the lore on that thing, but it's kind of fun to look at. I wonder how much this uh this character you just sent me will cost. The Vashtor. I don't know yet. I'm certain he's one of those bigger ones. He looks like he could be, yeah. He also doesn't look like he would belong in my army. He, he seems, like, too smart. Whereas I, I'm definitely on, like, the Slanesh team at this point. And I feel like the Slanesh people aren't going to be like, you know what we need is a nerd... With nerd glasses. <laughs> well, no, you know what you do is you get like a cool like avatar slanish, and then you get this one, and you like you set up a diorama where he's getting a swirly, mm. and like a giant skull toilet or something. That makes sense. I like that idea. I look forward to when this guy comes out, and like all the YouTubers I watch that paint will paint him, and I bet they'll have fun. But these wings are fun. I want to like, see I, the I, different I like takes you can get out of that. Because, yeah. like you said, the face is a little different. I would do it different also. But some of these people get so creative. Admittedly, I would... I'd, I'd have to see what the face looked like unpainted. Because I don't know what you're stuck with versus what the this artist decided to do. But I could see popping the head off and putting like a, a demon prince head on. or so, I, Assuming it would fit the scale. I actually have no idea. Or 3D printing a different head and just like... I really don't like his face now that I'm, like the more I look at him, it's like, oh, it's kind of ugly. It's kind of stupid. I, I actually wonder if you could just cover up the eyes with something different. Yeah. Because I kind of like the mouthpiece as if you gave it like a cool glow. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling this is like a, you know, $70 bottle, probably one of those. Like, I know Slanesh is like really fucking expensive. Yeah, I'm willing to guess this is a 70 range. I don't even want to spend like 30 on one. So I'm still, I'm still hoping uh, Herc will send me that Demon Prince. Yeah, some of these are really weird, and it's just, it's so, it feels so inconsistent too. So it's hard to get too excited about anything. I like the guy on the Rhino thing. I, I the Rhino looks a little dumb though. It's a little Power Rangersy. I feel like. There are too many flat panels on it. It doesn't quite fit. Actually, you know, I wonder if it's supposed to look like a rhino because the space marine tanks are called rhinos and it's supposed to like be mocking that. I feel like this is what orcs think a, a space marine rhino looks like. Like this isn't what they actually <laughs> are, but the orcs are just like, no, it's that. Actually, I like the idea of getting rid of the space marine and, and putting an orc on this figure. I think they, this, this is an orc mount. That would be a fun orc model. I bet you could find an orc that's in like that kind of sitting pose. You could probably bash that. 
That's one of those things I probably won't ever really do with Warhammer. I don't know if I'll ever have enough models. And then you have to have like some bravery to chop those fuckers apart. Because as we talk about every time with Warhammer, they're really expensive. Yeah, a very good custom job is always very impressive. But it's more so impressive the more you understand about these models. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on my Gundam. Uh, last night I ended up redoing a bunch of the lighting on the legs. Trying to make it a bit more uniform. I figure because it's supposed to be so tall, there really shouldn't be a lot of highlights like kneecaps down. So I'm trying to adjust, readjust yeah, some of that. Yeah, you know, that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, I might need to go in a little harder with some of the shadow colors again. But I don't want to go too crazy just because I think it'll look... It won't quite match what's up on top. So it's been really, it's been kind of difficult to figure out like this is right or this is not right. I've never played with this kind of level of lighting before. And then I've picked something that in one hand is kind of easier because it's so much bigger. I don't have to worry about like fucking up all the little details. But on the other hand, it's more difficult because it's so much bigger and it's also not fully assembled. So I'm like, I don't know, like technically if I throw his arms on there, that's going to cast shadows too. So I'm adding highlights to places that once he's in a battle pose, probably won't have them. And so it's like planning ahead, but I'm really not good at that in this context. So it, it's it's still like a little frustrating, but I am happier that like it's coming together better than it was last time I talked about it. I had a lot of fun going to that uh, Gundam store on VR chat. Yeah, I, sh- I can't remember if I sent that to Matt or not. Because that was kind of funny to find where it was like, I was expecting a Gundam place on VR chat to have like Gundams or be more fictional, but it was like an actual just recreation of what a real store would be like. Yeah, I appreciated that. Actually, um, we talked about that a little bit or VR chat a little bit with Laramie today, who's a friend of Joe's that comes to my house for the game jam stuff. Cause we're hoping next year in January, when we do that again, we're like, we want to really scale it back. We're like, what if we, took the theme and then like we all basically made a single VR chat map. So we all like are pitching in, you know, maybe modeling some stuff for it or throwing ideas out, but largely just like, this is something really small. It can look like shit when it's done and and no one will care. And then we can spend the bulk of the time, like hanging out, playing games, maybe doing some music, you know, just, just chilling for a weekend as pals instead of spending the bulk of of the time. Yeah, yeah, because that's like, like laborious work. Because that's what it kind of happens most of the time we do this is, especially like Joe's off programming in his room for like seven or eight hours a day that that they're here, and he's just not talking to anybody. And he's like, "This, this, this isn't what I want to do. Like, I want us to have fun." And last time, Kevin and Matt came over, like you know, they had they popped some pot gummies and had a really good time. It's like, no, let's do that again. Let's you know play video games and be dumb. But we had uh, we had some ideas We're like because I know Victorious has the uh, the the 3D or the AI art museum uh, furry museum, and we were thinking of trying to do something like that, but using the 3D generation to create sculptures and then actually trying to quick sculpt them in Blender. And so like we're basically we're taking the concept of making models out of it, so it's you know one step further. But I think that could be kind of neat, depending on how Mid Journey like uh, you know accepts the prompts. Because if you if you put like you know copper sculpture or, or um, wax thing or you know you add that stuff, it's probably going to do a decent job of of like hey, this is what it would look like out of this material, and then taking that, bringing it into a, a modeling program, and trying to very quickly and roughly replicate it. That would be a fun approach. I just, it's like, there's already an AI-generated art museum. I don't want there to be two, right? Like, if we're, if we're going to do one, I want it to be a little different so we're, you know, doesn't look like we're plagiarizing. Not that anybody would give a shit, but. I need to, I want to make more shitpost worlds. I think that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, those... Those are always worth going to at least once. And sometimes I, you know, favorite them because like, I want to bring friends here. Let, you know, eventually someone I know who will get this game that's never played it. It's like, boy, do I have some sites to show you. Yeah, I don't mind putting time into something that's only enjoyed once. Like there's an appropriate amount of time that you can spend 
just to craft one good joke that'll put a smile on somebody's face. Yeah. What was that one? It was like the Columbo Zone. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, we went there. We were there for like maybe two minutes, but it was, oh, you know, I smiled the whole two minutes, so. Yeah, it was just pictures of Columbo everywhere, and it was like overlapping dialogue. You know, it wasn't just quotes from the show. It was like inane nonsense of just a Columbo talking nonstop. It kind of reminds me of that uh, Mega 64 adage where they're like, you know, worth a dollar if it makes you laugh. I think I think a homeless person said that to Rocco. But I do. I, I think about it. It's one of those things that like, lives right in my me. head. Yeah. Yeah. OK. But I, 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 I fundamentally like, you know, it's worth the time if it makes somebody laugh like that. That is such a good reason to do something. I just got to get in the habit of, uh, like, when I have a dumb idea, I have to write it down, because I'll be at work, and I'll think of something, like a pun or something, and it's like, oh, I could fit that in a cube. Yep. Just do it. You know, like, it wouldn't have taken any effort, but yeah, I just have to remember. I kind of like the idea, like, you could you could literally take a pun, and, like, I, I had one today, uh... On the, on the word lamprey, and I was like, a, a lamp that attack, or a lamp that you eat is a lamp prey because you like predator and prey, and like you could you could model something like that, put it in a room on a desk, and just be like lamprey, and then somebody goes in there, and that's literally just the joke is like this model, and that that's all there is, but it's small and would take like two hours to make. You know, you could just do a series of like every time you have a really stupid joke. Like you said, put it in a cube, call it good. So as a joke, um, I went into Google and I timed uh, Lamp Prey versus Lamp Predator. And this weird sea monster thing came up. Nice. I don't know what that is, but it, I like it. It's um, It reminds me of a face hugger if it was like mixed with a stingray a little bit but there's no like its tail has like a I don't know there's a seashell quality to it too it's very weird yeah I don't know how to describe it I'm (laughs) actually struggling which is great for audio format it also looks like it could be a, a, a bad guy like a creepy bad guy in the underwater level in Mario 64 And I feel like that is a better visual I mean, I than what I what I did trying to explain it. Yeah, I can't think of anything better, but I do love Mario 64. I haven't played that game in ages. I should boot up the DS and play that. Did I show you that uh, VR chat world with the avatars? You're going to have to be way more specific, friend. The Mario 64 ones. They're like... um, It's like Mario... They ripped the animations from Mario 64. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that one. So you can actually, like, he, he, like, runs around and it looks like Mario 64 running. Like, it's not just the model on the VR chat skeleton. That's cool. But that took some fucking work. It's pretty interesting. I meant to show you and I forgot, I guess. Well, maybe tomorrow. I, I don't know if uh, Alex will join us and I'll have to ask him, but I, I continue to like our VR chat escapades we keep like finding new shit to do too which is cool yeah i like finding new shit that's why i miss second life there used to be the same kind of new shit all the time so i'm glad that uh something still exists where the tradition is upheld um so we're about 20 minutes in i don't know how far we can get with the winnie the pooh thing do you want to try and slide into like the main topic and see how long that lasts well, yeah, so Chad had a really good idea, and we've been kind of holding on to it, like, oh, this will be a good one. Oh, we got to keep this in the back pocket for one of those slow weeks. Oh, this is going to be a great one. We're going to, we, we we could play with this whole thing. Let's let's hold it in the back. And we're, we're, I think we're both on the same page of, hey, let's go ahead and do that one we've been holding on to. Yep. And we thought about it today, and I think both of us came up with very short concepts that won't fill an hour. <laughs> yeah. So the, the idea is a while sometime this year, Winnie the Pooh went into the public domain. I believe 
you cannot depict him with a red shirt. Disney still like owns that version. And they will sue you if you do that. But the concept of 100 Acre Woods, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Eeyore, all those characters are theoretically in the public domain. Now, you, listener right now, could go write a Winnie the Pooh story. And so the idea was like, okay, what would we do with these characters now that we can legally use them? Like, if I wanted to write and sell Winnie the Pooh fanfic, I could do that. Assuming I made sure that everyone knew that his, his shirt was a different color. And then I got to thinking, I was like, I, I don't know these characters very well. I haven't seen Winnie the Pooh in, like, decades, right? Other than, like, maybe some memes or clips, but they're used in a comedic way. So they're not representations of, of the show. So, so I, I went to YouTube. You keep up the show. I do. I, I, um, I guess The that's show the p- isn't public. That, but that's not public domain. The book is. Oh, uh, well. Hmm. That's why the that's why they still have the shirt because it hasn't gotten to that point. That makes more sense. I've never read the book. Now, confusingly, that horror movie that came out, it, he has a red shirt. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, it what what is going on then here? Like, did they just mess up and this is gonna lead to trouble for him, or does Disney not care that much? Or, or am I just wrong? Because I, I heard that on the grapevine. I don't know if it's true or not, right? Well, I, I feel like I did more research, and I feel more confident in that. Okay. That's why I'm more confused. It was, <laughs> it's like, uh, according to my research, huh? Well, my my fanfic is definitely based off the show, because watching 13 minutes of that was quicker than reading, you know, the 100 or 200 pages of Winnie the Pooh, the story. I wonder how long this is. There's a lot of pictures. It's probably not that long. Well, yeah, I sent you the book. Um, It's a lot of pictures, and it's mostly these little short stories that were adapted into short animated segments. You know, so it's like... <laughs> it, that, that's where you get this blurry line thing where, you know, Pooh Bear gets his, his fat ass stuck in a hole. That's a whole chapter, right? But it's so charming, it's been redone a million times. It's funny. I just scrolled to a random section of this, and like I'm finding a dialogue back and forth that was in the episode I watched. So, glitch in the Matrix there. But, yeah, you know, E.O. are going, Gaty, Song of Dance, here we go around the mulberry bush. Like he, he references that line in the episode where they forget it's his birthday, and he's just like, he's like, he basically says that same thing before he starts complaining that there's no presents and everyone forgot his birthday. So that's, you know, like you said, where's the line? A lot of these are like, just like, if you look at rabbit, he just looks like a normal rabbit that would live in the woods. Like he hops around on all fours, you know? Yeah. it's, It's inconsistent. Piglet has a shirt. So it's like, some of them have like cartoon character qualities and some of them, got redesigns once it became more of a Disney thing. Yeah, th- this is literally a thing. You seem so sad. You are sad. Why should I be sad? It's my birthday, the happiest day of the year. Of course it is. Can't you see? Look at all the presents I have had. He waved in front from side to side. Look at the birthday cake, candles and pink sugar. And then there aren't any. That This is literally the episode I watched today. How the fuck did I find this? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. But see, now I'm curious what your take is, because like you mentioned, there's that horror movie. Yeah. Um, you know, it's public domain. You can do whatever you want to with it. Uh, we could rebrand all the characters as lawn gnomes. Oh, that's a fun idea. If we wanted to. So we could have Pooh Bear fight Dracula. What What do you want to do now that you have access to the rights to the Winnie the Pooh legally? So my version is called the Ten Acre Wood. Instead of the hundred acre wood, and I'm I'm kind of go. You, have you seen the movie Over the Hedge? Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of looking at it like like Over the Hedge meets Grand Theft Auto a little bit. So I I, I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of details yet. I, I worked on this for like literally six minutes and then had to go eat supper. What? But it. What I love is that you had you said that 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 was like your elevator pitch phrase. And neither of those things are Winnie the Pooh, so now I I would love to know where it goes. (laughs) Okay, it opens up with the narrator, because that's how the episode I watched going, 
Been a long time since we returned to the, oh my, well, it seems that thanks to modern suburban sprawl, the 100-acre woods isn't so 100 acres anymore. I count 10 acres, 11 if we include the fourth hole of that new golf course. Tut tut. Well, the most peaceful wooden bridge to ever span a little stream is still here, and I bet that's where we'll find a silly old bear thinking thoughts about nothing. And then Pooh's underneath the bridge going, I wonder, I do often wonder who D's Nuts is and why he keeps painting such strained pictures under this little bridge. I don't believe trolls have such large chests like this one, or erect cocks. And why does he always leave the little nubs to his drawing sticks behind? They're always so flimsy and they smell like a moldy fall day, even though it does not fall. Sometimes I fall, though. And that's all I wrote for dialogue, and I had to leave. But basically, over the hedge, right, so there's like like city encroaching onto the woods, and kids are going in, and they're causing a ruckus, and they're leaving litter behind. And at some point, Tiggers decides that they should join this gang because the rival gang are the ones fucking up the woods. And he's going to be he's going to be the only Tigger to be in the gang because he, he's the only one. And I, I want like Eeyore to just come in and he's like all sad and like, what's the rat or Eeyore? And he's clanking and it's like someone stuffed like trash into him because he's a freaking stuffed animal. <laughs> um, and then they have to go to they have to go to gang war. And Predator doesn't show up, but I did play with that idea. But Predator is technically owned by Fox, and he can't show up. Actually, no, Predator is technically owned by Disney now, because Disney and Fox did that thingy thing. Um, but the other yeah, tagline... Sort of. I mean, it is still Fox, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, and by the end, a silly old bear will become wise beyond his years. Or you know what? Actually, it's not Fox. I think it's. I think they renamed the company to 21st, to, uh, 21st Century Studios. They would do that, wouldn't they? They would do that. Um, I think you have a fun idea there. I don't know which character should die, but I feel like they can't all make it to the end. <laughs> I I feel like it should be Piglet, but then it's like a bait and switch where it turns out he's okay later. But that's only after producer feedback. I want I and want the original like... script was much darker than you realize. <laughs> I like the idea of Eeyore becoming a drug addict and like it technically makes him a little better, but it fucks him up in other ways. So he's like less insufferably sad, but he's also like just a raging alcoholic or something. Well, I love the idea that he tried to become a drug addict, but just didn't work. Yeah, I like that better. That's more in line with this character. He he is like too depressed. (laughs) They call it crack, but I didn't bend. (laughs) <laughs> i've never i've never really written like a gang or gang warfare though and i don't kind of want to go anywhere near it because i feel like i would uh do it wrong and then it would be offensive and not funny so there, there's a there's you know a reason to stop where i've done i guess it doesn't need to be gang warfare but i do want them to like pick up arms and go to war like i want i want this to end in a shootout I just, it doesn't really matter with whom. You know, this is also giving me flashbacks to that, um, uh, the Suicide Squad teamed up with, um, oh, what was that old show with the dog and the elephant and the lion? Oh. The Banana Splits. Yeah, the Banana Splits. I, I could picture it. I couldn't remember what it was called. But there was a Banana Splits and... A Suicide Squad crossover where they joined the Suicide Squad. And I feel like half the joke was, whoa, hey, we're cute characters. We don't belong here. You you can't give me a gun. But then they fall into the gunplay like really fast. And it's like, hey, I could get used to this. And that was as far as the joke went. Yeah, like I I think that is kind of the... The issue I'm having with my premise is it's it's not something that could go on for particularly long. I still believe there's no such thing as a bad short story. Because at least it ends fast. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. Is I have a premise. It's not I a have... very smart sentence, but I'll work on no. it. No. I just like the <laughs> idea of the 100 Acre Woods, they need to go to war. I guess I don't even give a shit who with, with who, right? Like... But, like, the idea of, like, Pooh Bear holding a shotgun and shooting it and, like, falling the fuck over because he's a silly old bear. <laughs> like, the baby kangaroo has, like, a knife or something and it's, like, hopping around and they're 
mom is like, hey, don't you run with scissors. So this isn't a scissors. Don't you run with knives either. And all, all these like cute characters trying to retain their cuteness while being heavily armed. And and, and I want to play with the whole Tigger thing being the only one because I feel like that's so existential. And I don't know if it ever really touches on that. Like he's so proud to be the only one. But it's like, dude, you're all alone. That's That's got to be... That's got to be terrifying. How does that not weigh out? This was back in 2017, the Suicide Squad thing, by the way. March 29th of 2017. What if Eeyore was a suicide bomber? Oh! And you could have a joke about how, like, like he... Like, they basically volunteer him because it's like, eh, he'll probably do it. And and it's like, he's like, you know, you don't have to ask me twice. I don't even need 72 virgins. <laughs> I like the idea it's of the funny. bomb. The bomb doesn't explode. We gotta explode. workshop this better. We do have to workshop this better. But I'm also <laughs> saying, like, he goes to do it, but then he doesn't die. The bomb doesn't blow up. Or it blows up, but he's still fine. And he's, like, all sad. He comes back. He's like, it didn't work. And they're like, the tower. The- I almost said the tower fell. <laughs> Which is also not funny. <laughs> um, you know, like, the-, the building exploded. The car exploded. Whatever it was supposed to blow up, blew up. And he's like, yeah, but I'm still here. Better look next time. Winnie the Pooh has to stop 9-11. I, I, I want, oh man, I want a picture of him like stuck in that hole, but in the distance you can see 9-11 happening and he's like, oh. Oh, bother. He's like oh, stuffing his face with honey. <laughs> I I can't do Winnie the Pooh voice. How does how does Winnie the Pooh sound? He's got a couple different voices. It's like um, very, what, yeah. The original very, like, breathy. It's like it's so light. the The original isn't quite as light and breathy though. Um, it's like his second voice is really light and breathy. Also, I what I, one of the things I liked about this episode I watched um is that the narrator is, like, really a character. Like, he, like, interrupts them when they're talking too much. He's like, you guys got to get back on track. Or, like, oh, let's go back a few pages to see what happened then. Like, he, you know, the person reading the story is really interacting with the characters. So I like the idea of that continuing. Yeah, I really like that as an idea. Especially when you're trying to marry the, like, like, serious tones with the cute tones. Yeah. Rabbit's such a controlling little, di- like, he he's very controlling. He's very, like, I'm the smart one, but I don't actually know how, how smart he is. I don't know what to do with him off the top of my head. You know, I, I have to he... picture him being long dead. I guess I'm okay with that. Like, like, maybe the others are almost, like, they feel directionless without him. Not in, like, a story beat way, but it's like, you know, there could be a couple throwaway lines where it's like, like, well, what would Rabbit do? He, he'd probably tell us to do something. Yeah, and it's, like, actually a bad idea, but they all go with it. I, I'm fine with that. I like how in the in the book and in the, the show as well, like, it's very clear that Winnie the Pooh is not a very smart person. <laughs> the, you know, the, 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 it's, just, it's just, like, up front, like, no, he's, he doesn't think about much. There's not a lot going on between his ears. And I, I find that really funny what if the gang they're fighting turns out to be a heffalumps all along and you're it, like the, the reader's like oh i hope this doesn't get like weirdly racist or classist and it's like oh actually they were the cartoon elephants the whole time <laughs> and and then the heffalumps they mistook Winnie the pooh's uh blue shirt as uh, he was one of the crips and that's what started the whole thing. I kind of like the idea of Winnie the Pooh having a white shirt, but then it gets like covered in so much blood by the end that it looks kind of red. But it's like, no, guys, no Disney. We're f- it's 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 actually white. That's blood. We didn't we didn't break copyright. We're fine. And, you know, just like the narrator, just like pausing this, you know, the scene, just like, hey, <laughs> lawyers. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's so like dumb. I love it. <laughs> so that's that's my Winnie the Pooh idea. I don't know what yours is. 
Oh, did you see Christopher Robin? Uh, yeah, the the live action movie. Yeah, yeah, it was really cute. I loved that movie. I thought I I, was, I went in kind of expecting nothing, and I was really impressed with how sweet they made it all feel. And I think that's what really kind of inspires me a bit is I, I love this concept of like this being real, like like the real world, but you can go to this imagination world. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of like um, Mr. Rogers, right? Where, well, maybe not quite like Mr. Rogers, but I, I get the idea. Where yeah, it, if you if you believe hard enough, you can. So uh, I got this idea, and I I think the title is um, Uda said Bingo no Hachimitsu, and be like it'd be an anime, and that loosely translates to Honey and Woodspring. Which isn't a good title. And the idea is, like, we take, like, a 10-year-old boy who gets, like, bullied in school. And he basically discovers the Hundred Acre Woods. But it's, like, he's really into those, like, action animes. Like, he has fantasies about turning into a Power Ranger and beating up all the bullies and stuff. And so he finally falls into a magical cartoon world. And he's severely disappointed that it's Winnie the Pooh. But the idea is there'd be like a story arc of this character development where he learns to like mellow out and stop fantasizing about violence all the time. And he basically becomes a better person by being more mellow. And he becomes like a good example and he ends up making more friends at school and like just like a, actually just a nice story. I feel like the two of us, when we had this idea, the, the idea was how crazy can we make it? But I was thinking about it, and it's like, I really want to just pitch something nice. <laughs> I talk about Alien versus Predator every week. I want to, like, no, no, I have to get outside of my comfort zone. What would be a unique take that's still way the pooey? Right. There it goes. Yeah. I- I'm kind of glad you did that, though, too, because, like, my my idea was stupid and violent, because I feel like that's my, like, well, I think heel that was turn. The point. I know, right? But I- it's also lazy. And so you're just like, hey, here's this, like, what if we isekai'd someone, but it was Winnie the Pooh? All, like, immediately a really good idea. And then it's like, also, we're going to play with it a second way. It works. I think I could see this becoming a real show. I think so. It would be different. <laughs> I think it would be cute, though. I like the idea of this, like, 10-year-old kid trying to explain, like, an anime fight to, like, all the characters. There's like, we don't know about that. So they have to go get owl. Who's like the wise one. Probably he didn't show up in the episode. I watched. I don't know what he's like. They get the smart one. And then he's like, kids like, okay, you'll understand it. And they're just like, no, we don't know what robots are or Kamehameha. And the kids like, you know, doing all the moves. And like, if it were an animated thing, like you would maybe see it in the background, kind of like faded out, like ghost fighting, you know, these anime characters just to, to visually show it. And then everyone's just like shrugging or whatever. And they're like, hey, do you want to go throw sticks uh, in the water? You know, I would actually really love uh, this like little anime boy like trying to teach Pooh how to be like a cool ninja assassin. And it's like he just thinks maybe if he can if he can like awaken Pooh's assassin instincts, then he'll he'll learn his magic powers or something. And they end up just going on, like, a cute adventure, and he falls over a lot. And, like, he's disappointed, but, you know, stuff will happen where he kind of realizes that he's not disappointed after a bit, and he has a nice time. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a bunch of cute little scenes you could pull out of this concept. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially when he, like, leans into the animal stuff. Like, oh, Winnie the Pooh, he's a bear. Bears are vicious. Like, I can teach him how to be a vicious, you know, fighter. And a, and a samurai or a, or a or warrior, and we can go go on an adventure. And you know they're walking through the woods, and the boys explaining stuff. And you know every time they hear a stick snap, it's like what's that? And he's doing like his Naruto pose or whatever. And, and Pooh is like playing along, but totally doesn't understand. But he's having a good time because he's never played this game before. I think that could be cute. I I agree. I, what is um, what is Eeyore doing this? I feel like Eeyore is such a fun character. I feel like the kid would, uh, let's call him Kozu. I think Kozu would 
mistake Eeyore for like the wise sensei and spend an episode like imitating him and like acting depressed when he's not. I think that could be fun. Because like, so he'll act, he'll be, he's pretending to be depressed because he's trying to emulate the, the wise, uh, drunken master or whatever he mistakes Eeyore for. And then the other characters are all trying to cheer him up because, oh no, he cut whatever Eeyore has and now he's sad. <laughs> so he, the whole time they're trying to make him laugh while he's trying to pretend to be depressed. Yeah. That's a really, that's a really cute idea. This stuff kind of writes itself. That's funny. Because I, I didn't reflect on this too much. I, I hit inspiration yesterday. I could see him really trying to connect with the um with the kangaroo character, the the baby one, uh Rue. Just cause like Oh yeah. You know, they're maybe of a similar uh maturity level, and so you know, Rue is like, oh, this sounds great. Like he's the only one kind of gangbuster to do this. And then they go off to do something, maybe he trips and like, you know, barks his shin on a, on the ground or whatever, and it's like, oh, this is actually like you know, dangerous because he doesn't. He's not used to getting hurt. He's a fucking cartoon kangaroo. Well, yeah, and you know the best way to learn is to teach. Imagine him taking Rue on some like adventure to to fight pretend ninjas or something, and then it's like Rue goes overboard and ends up endangering himself. So now he has to be the mature one and help out. Yeah. Then he learns something about himself in the process. Like again, these just write themselves. It's weird. They do, but like this is like a this is a legitimately really cute idea. Like mine is a short story. This you could do, you know, an eight episode TV show, and and I don't know if people would be sick of it by the eighth episode. I'm also thinking of a joke where he's like explaining like an anime scene, and you know, like the thought bubbles showing it, and like one of the characters is just like. Do all the all the girls where you come from have such big tits? <laughs> that one that wouldn't make it past production. That would yeah. <coughs> Director would be like, what no, love, we're not putting that in there. I I love um uh I love the idea of like Winnie the Pooh putting balloons in his shirt. It's like you know, look now I look like all your action figures that you have. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what your superheroes looked like. It'd be kind of interesting if they're like, because like the scariest thing, I, I keep going back to the Heffalumps, but there's not really like a villain in Winnie the Pooh. And so like they go to find those because that's the, like the, the closest thing they have to like a monster that they could anime fight with. And then the kid sees them and is just like super unimpressed. And he's like, they're just like you, but you know, they're, they're, they're still like harmless cartoons. They're just a little creepy, but he doesn't care. He's seen... I don't know, um, Junji Ito cartoons, right? Like he's he's seen the fucked up shit already. This this is pretty pretty low tier for him. I do think Tegger would be all over this kid because Tegger likes to jump around and, and be rambunctious. I feel like like the thing. <laughs> I I feel like Tigger almost um gets overused, but also that energy is kind of important because it's antithetical to most of the other characters <laughs> right so it, like he fills in a gap that the others can't <laughs> i'm sorry i have the trailer for christopher robin here in this other tab i love the part where like he's trying to explain this to his wife and she doesn't understand at all what's really going on and she just thinks he's going crazy and like they're driving in traffic because they're trying to hurry or something and they're looking for their daughter um and it's like like there's all this tension, but he's still trying to explain things. And so he's like, okay, so the, like the wonderful thing about Tiggers is that Tiggers are wonderful things. And he says that with like such seriousness to catch her up on the lore. And it's just, I don't know. I love that movie. Yeah. Sometimes if I hear a two syllable word, I will think that like the wonderful thing about Ripley yeah. and Ripley's a wonderful thing, you know? And I'll just like, what 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 kind of like dumb brain worms do I have in my head where shit like that gets stuck stuck in there? Dude, okay, going back to your concept. Um the the theme song that plays in the trailer is uh um where the wood at <laughs> and, and at the end you go, yo, where my tigger's at? And that slams at the date. Yeah. <laughs> 
I also feel like Tigger should do like a line of coke in mine, and then it doesn't affect him at all. Well, I feel like he's stupid enough. He'd probably be doing like a uh, talcum powder. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like it should be a running gag that he keeps doing stuff that isn't coke, but he just thinks it is. And then like at the yeah. climax at the end, he gets the real stuff. Is like, oh, now I see what you're talking about. And he just like ricochets off the walls at like bullet speed. I kind of like the idea of like he he ricochets off the wall at bullet speed and then like gets hit by a car or something and dies. And the narrator's like, remember, kids, don't do drugs. <laughs> Okay, well, I want to say mission accomplished. I think we both had fun thinking about poo. <laughs> Actually, when I texted you about, like, finding it on, on YouTube, but I, I didn't feel like typing out Winnie the Pooh, so I was just like, well, Cameron, there's a lot of poo on YouTube. <laughs> and that made me laugh, I, too, because I'm 12. I, well, I know. I wanted to respond with a joke, but it's like, no, nah, I can't really joke any harder than that. It'll just, like, bring more attention to it. That was the joke. Okay, well, uh, Chad, unless you have any more Winnie the Pooh fan fiction you want to embarrass yourself with, should we go ahead and have a glad space? We could probably go ahead and have a glad space. Okay, I want to go first because I remember mine this time. Okay. Uh, I think I sent this to you already, but this week for a birthday party, I went to, uh, it's called the Whiskey House. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm opening the tab. There it is. Um, so it's a little bar in San Diego, but they have the Guinness World Record for most uh, number of whiskeys. Like, not just number of bottles, but literally, like, all the brands you can order between. And it's just oh. all the walls are lined with these bottles. They mix the best drinks. I had a rattlesnake. Have you had one of those? I don't think so. It's really good. They have an 82-page menu. Yeah. No, it's insane. That is nuts. I wonder if they have... Um, I want I wonder if they have uh, the Harmony stuff. They might. I, I was kind of surprised how much... They, they had a lot of international ones, but they had... The, the menu is comically large. And they have it broken down by state. There's like whiskeys from every state in the U.S. on top of these different countries. Hey, they got Drifles um, Glen. But it was it was nice catching up with friends and all that jazz. Oh yeah, but honestly, th this bar was so nice. So if you're ever in the San Diego area, look up the Whiskey House. So are these numbers the price? I uh, I want to say so. Because I hope that's a decent size pour. Because twenty three bucks for a shot of Driftless is like, like, I can buy a bottle for forty. <laughs> Granted, I'm from yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, sure it's a shot. It it might be like a glass, but it still might be a little. Like I think I feel like some of them were pricey and some of them were less pricey. So I don't know if it's a matter of availability. I mean, I, whenever you go to a whiskey bar, like you're gonna end up spending. I think a lot of money. Like that's kind of the crux of it, uh, which is frustrating because I'm a cheap ass and I don't want to spend thirty dollars on a shot of booze <laughs> or a hundred and thirty nine if gold. If this is actually the price, gold label toasted oak straight bourbon. I wonder. I wonder what that is. Well, it is a $700 bottle, so I guess that one makes a little more sense. <laughs> I love bourbon. I cannot imagine spending almost $1,000 on a bottle. But yeah, this, is, this isn't this is crazy-ass ass menu. I mean, it's huge. Um, yeah, I, I, I would go here with you. I would look for the $10 shots and order one of those. Well, we would pick a flight and just enjoy it. You do that, too. Um, it was definitely one of those things where I was so overwhelmed. It's like, I'd wait for someone else to order and I would say, I'll have what she's having. Sure. Cause they do have, the flights are, aren't super cheap either. 
Like, like one of the cheaper flights is actually not, I mean, it's, it's stuff I've had before. I can't imagine spending $35. They're only half ounce pours too. So they're not even a full shot for five of these. That's like 35 bucks for two and a half shots of whiskey. Yeah, but it's good whiskey. No, it's not though. Like it's Buffalo Trace. It's Knob Creek no. single barrel. No, no, no. It's Order the Mark good ones, single. though. <laughs> but those are like, but then like the best of rye is seventy dollars for it. And granted, you're getting Rabbit Hole, which is fantastic, and you're getting Whistle Pig, which is good, and Basil Hayden. Like that is like good whiskey. Um, all the like ba- Basil Hayden ten years like fucking awesome. But for that price, I could go buy a bottle of it, and and so I get so hung up on the pricing of these because it always seems kind of insane i feel like if you guys visit san diego we're gonna end up driving to like the disneyland parking lot and just like drinking a bottle in the parking lot until we get kicked out and we'll say that was a day i mean i don't want money to become the issue if we go visit you but i also know everything in san diego is gonna be like bullshit expensive and i'm gonna be like oh man you know i can go to a a local bar in minnesota and get two pizzas and eight drinks and pay like $70. But imagine the memories of being thrown out of the Disneyland parking lot. That would legitimately well, be like, a fun story. Security is like manhandling you and you're like yelling at him. I own Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I pay your salary. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the 10 acre wood? <laughs> One of those acres is my penis. Ooh, they got Peerless. Peerless I, is really good. I dare ask, Chad, do you have a Glad's face? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I guess. I've been I've been working on <laughs> been working on editing my book pretty much all month. I'm on draft nine or some bullshit. Uh, the last couple days, uh, writing and editing has gone well. Like I, I was at a, a pretty hard roadblock, and I'm slowly going over like the writer's block and into the fun stuff again. And that's been exciting because I really want to be done with this. I haven't worked on it yet today because I've been tired and lazy, but I'm probably gonna before bed. And so that's um, that's been nice though. To you know, you're working on a project, you're struggling, and you finally are, you're finally making progress. It feels good. I'm looking at the rattlesnake. I I did not expect this to be what it is. So it's coffee liqueur, uh, cream de cacao, uh, and Irish cream liqueur. I thought it was so going to have. Funny. Uh, I didn't actually. I didn't read the one I sent you. That's the wrong recipe. I was going to say that's not that, what I had. That doesn't. That doesn't. Mine sound had right. whiskey in it. <laughs> um, there was absinthe and lemon. Absinthe and lemon. That sounds weird. It was, well, I mean, it was mostly a rye whiskey. Okay. But they they washed the glass with absinthe and then the lemon. And I think there was maybe one other ingredient that's like spices it a bit. I've seen it here. This says it has egg white in it, or you can at least make it with egg white. I love the tagline on it. It's, um, it will either cure a rattlesnake bite or kill a rattlesnake or make you see them. <laughs> And you know what? Now, it That's, was definitely uh, one of those I could easily overdrink. Like if I had an unlimited supply, I would overdo it. Yeah, it sounds kind of good though, especially with a good rye whiskey. Like those have such a a bold flavor to them. But then you add some like the simple syrup and the the lemon juice just to kind of like calm it down. I bet I bet that is a lovely pairing. Man, the new Pokemon game is apparently janky as fuck. I keep seeing so many clips of it on Twitter where shit's just breaking. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like I I have some problems with some designs and some design choices and some gameplay elements that were designed. And then it comes out and there's all these just terrible game-breaking bugs too. And it's like, okay, well, I don't feel bad about skipping this one. It's kind of funny because then, like, I, I've heard enough bad things about the new Sonic game being jank as hell. And it's like, what the fuck happened? You know, I saw a really good tweet. Somebody said, uh, 
Um, they say a lot of Sonic fans settled for mediocrity, but man, Pokemon fans are settling for straight up bad. Oh, what did you send me here? Oh my goodness. It's just the, one of the models is freaking out and its head spinning around like the goddamn thing from that old horror movie. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this one with the bird. They kind of like photobombs. So, oh, just just right through her face. <laughs> and then she's clapping her elbow. <laughs> yeah, her her bone just went to like the opposite polarity <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and the birds just flying into our rock in the background. <laughs> yeah, so th- this person tweeted this. Um they they actually they recorded this and uploaded it because they just thought the bird part was funny and they didn't even notice the elbow thing until after they uploaded it. I mean, I hate all of the Pokemon designs I've seen, so I'm I'm not like upset. I wasn't gonna buy it. It's not for me, but God, I hate I hate all of the new Pokemon designs. Yeah, I want to say there was like a couple that are like, oh, that's not too bad, but the number that I don't like are really alarming to me. All the starters look bad. I hate that Minecraft one. It just straight up looks like Minecraft. What the fuck is that? I do I do look forward to see all of the rule 34 of Weed Cat's final evolution because that's going to happen. Oh, well I mean that started like a week ago though cuz the game leaked a week early and so everyone already got a head start on the porn. So, like, the release date comes, and everyone's already bored of all these characters. If I type in Weed Cat in, in E621, is it going to know what I mean? It might. A lot of people call it that. I, I'm definitely seeing some Pokemon, but I'm also seeing Blaze uh, Blaze it, which, you know what? I'm, fuck, I'm fucking fine with that. I like that. Uh, I, the, the, the name is Miascarada. I don't know how you spell that. Uh, that's why I DM'd you the text. Oh, that was nice of you to do. Uh, do, do, do. All right. Let's see what happens. Well, there's 267 drawings, so that's, um, you know, more than I thought. Ooh, there's already an animation with her. <laughs> oh, it's not a very good one. Still, I... I, I I love how fast uh the internet is. So um it it was funny uh that birthday party at the whiskey bar. Uh my friend is like fifty five. I, I think I'm the youngest person he knows. Okay. And it's just kind of funny because I get along with everybody, but I'm also the young person there. And what was funny was he was talking to somebody and they made a joke about something, and then he said, oh, you know what, like, Rule 34. Uh, Cameron knows what that is. Cameron, why don't you explain that to everybody? (laughs) (laughs) And you were like, a role I was born to play. What was funny was the other guy that didn't know what this was, um, he was like, at first he thought, well, that's a really funny thing, but then he stopped and thought about it. He's like, you know what, I think that's right. It does happen really fast. It's kind of funny, like, the idea that, you know, you, he, he had never thought about it, and then you made him think about it, and he's like, oh, you know, it's like, I didn't realize there was a name for that kind of thing. <laughs> Boy, I don't know how we got on this topic, but my tequila's catching up to me. So, I want to wish everyone a good night. Yeah, this was fun. And if you bought Pokemon, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, this is a good one. Um, I had to fi- I had to go through four pages of Meowskarada Rule Thirty Four to find one that made me laugh. But she's uh, she's got her head behind leg behind her head like the cats do when they're you know getting ready to lick their buttholes, and she's she's pulling her um, genitalia open and going, "Hey kids, you want to see a magic trick? I bet I could make your cum disappear." Well, now that's great, but that could be any character saying that. I know, but I I I thought it was funny. 
No, it is funny, but it's not like it's not inherently clever based on the Pokemon character. I okay, I do like one of the comments is going, "No, my cum collection." And <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. That's gold. <laughs> Did you ever see that Plague of Gripes cartoon? Uh, no. I f- I'm sure you did, though. I mean, maybe. I guess, like, well, what's it look see. like? Did it get taken off YouTube? I can only find Spanish subtitle versions. Did it actually get taken down? <laughs> oh, no. Um, No, it's here. Just, man, YouTube's search algorithm is really bad. Oh, I think you did show me this. This looks familiar. In a bad way. <laughs> Do you follow Lyle Rath? I don't follow him, but I've definitely seen his stuff. Are we still recording, by the way? Because I am. Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to stop then. I got drunk and forgot again. <laughs> Get out of everybody. <laughs>